And today we will be uh, speaking about false prophets. Hey guys, this is Deb. Um, we're here, like Raquel was saying, we're really excited to talk about this whole false prophet thing. We were having a discussion just before this, um, kind of, you know, like cashing things out. Like, what do you guys think and where are we kind of going to go with this? And I think the best place to start is really just telling you guys what we think is a false prophet. Um, I'm going to read a Bible verse that I feel like sums it up. But then um, my homie Josue and Raquel and even just all have really cool things to add. So let me start. Jeremiah 23, 29 says, yes, the Lord says you must treat my message carefully like a fire or like a hammer that can smash a rock. This message is from the Lord. So I am against the false prophets. They keep stealing my words from each other. Yes, the Lord says I am against the false prophets. They use their own words and pretend that it is a message from me. I am against the false prophets who tell false dreams. They mislead my people with their lies and false teachings. I did not send them to teach the people. I never commanded them to do anything for me. They cannot help the people of Judah at all. This message is from the Lord. So I think the first thing that we have to see is that these people pretend they are from the Lord, right? These people are not coming saying, like, I speak on behalf of Satan. No. Uh, and that's what sometimes we think of prophets, right? Right? Yeah. Like people who are going to be like, oh, we hate you God. Right? And it's not like that. These people say, oh, uh, this is what the Lord says. This is what our God says. And and this is what God is saying. He's saying, no, nah, no, nah, these are not my people. They are saying what their own minds think, what their own hearts think, right? Stealing uh, words from, from me, from each other. I thought that was insane, right? Uh, saying that they had dreams that aren't really anything. And I'm just thinking, like, goodness, um, I hope that's never me. You know, I never want to be this false prophet. Um, yeah, there's uh, two things I want to add. One, um, that you say that they, um, they're, they, they call themselves, like, messengers of God and it's actually um, what uh, Jezebel thought she herself was. It says in, in Revelation that um, she called herself a messenger of God when in reality we can tell in the whole like story of her in the Bible in First Kings, um, she was the complete opposite of that um, because also a false prophet, um, there are people that try to imitate the actions of a true one just like the devil likes to copy God, because there's something that my mom said, you know, that the enemy loves to copy God because it, it, there's nothing else for him to do because it's just God is the only genuine one who is with us and for us. And an example of how um, the enemy copies God, especially with this whole prophecy thing, is in Exodus 7, 10 through 11. It says, so Moses and Aaron went to the king and did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw his walking stick down in the front of the king and his officers, and it turned into a snake. Then the king called for his wise men and magicians, and by their magic, they did the same thing. So here we see that they just copied exactly what they did, because that's what the enemy does, and especially with false prophets. And Raquel, I love that you're saying this, because what is the best way he can fool us? By imitating something that we know to be true. Mm -hmm. right but there's right. always like a little um like a, a change something a that's twist. not really there and we need that discernment like you were saying in order to be able to catch it and actually that's 
that's a great point because when we think about it, what was Jesus tempted with? He was tempted with the Bible, mm. which is something that he knew, something that we're all supposed to know. And but just the small little change, the the little inflections, the the way that the devil meant it in the moment he misused it and so that's what makes it so hard to for many christians to discern is this prophet real is this prophet fake do i trust what they're telling me you know it, it's it's something that's super hard to do because the devil takes what is good and he twists it to make it bad and you know what um the thing is that sometimes we don't we don't we're very um attracted to yes men Right. Mm. We want people to tell us we're doing it great and we're doing it awesome and everything that we're doing is going to prosper and we're going to be prophets for the nations and we're going to literally be leading everyone in the world. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, sorry, guys, if I say this wrong, but uh, with Joseph and Ahab. Right. Um, Joseph asked, like, hey, do you guys have any prophets? Because we want to go to war. And um, there was 400 guys, 400 prophets. And all of them said, yes, go to war. You guys are going to have the victory. And Joseph, I was like, mm, I don't know. Is there anyone else that can, you know, kind of like confirm this? And then Ahab, which was the king, he said, yeah, there is one more guy. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I'm just praying to Jesus that my English is on point today. Micaiah. And the king literally said, but I, I, I don't really like him because he hates me. All he says are negative things towards me. And when the prophet Micaiah was asked, he said, you know, I'm not going to speak on what I think. I'm going to speak what the Lord says to me. So, you know, he had this conviction to say, I don't care if you guys like me or not. What I'm going to speak is going to be what God tells me. Mm -hmm. And when he spoke, he said, no. I see the king is going to die and that the Israelites are going to be um, scattered, right? Scattered. So what was going to happen? They were going to lose. And guess what happened? They lost. Exactly. They lost and the king died, right? And that's how he was recognized as, as a, prophet. a prophet, right? True that's prophet. how he was able to be recognized as this prophet. So we have to understand that the major difference between a false prophet and a real prophet is where they get their source of information, right? Who is it coming from? Is it coming from their heart trying to please others? Or is it coming from the Lord who no longer cares if it, you like it or not? It's his will be done, right? So if they're doing it for themselves to be recognized, I would be careful. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have ever had someone, um, like, you tell them something like, oh, dude, guess what? Like, um, last week I, I got a boyfriend, right? And then uh, <laughs> 10 minutes later, you guys are in service and then they prophesy, oh, this is what the Lord says. You will marry your boyfriend that you just met last week. And you're just like, <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. I don't know yeah. if this has ever happened to you guys. I, I hope not because, you know, we want to be a church full of, of real prophets. But yes, this, this thing happens a lot. So we have to remember not be led by emotions. And if you feel like this is what the power of the church is, is that we were given the power to discern these prophets. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Very true. That um, you said it, you summed it up really well. <laughs> Those two, they're people who don't. Um, want to please God, they want to please others, and they just want to, you know, they say what their hearts, you know, their hearts say, or what they want other people to hear and not what God says. So the source and the motivation is very important in, ter in terms of discerning those false prophets. Um, yeah, and something that, you know, Deborah was saying that um, we like to hear that we are doing great and awesome, and another function that, that a prophet does in a way that we can recognize what a true prophet is, um, as of a, a false one is that true prophets um they they expose they help expose our sin mm -hmm. um so it's not always like helping us feel comfortable in our it's sin not pretty um it's in lamentations two fourteen. it says your prophets had nothing to tell you but lies their preaching deceived you by never exposing your sin they made you think 
you did not need to repent. So that's exactly what false prophets do. They tell you that you're doing great, that you're just fine in what you're doing because they cannot discern, which is one of the um, abilities of, as, as one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you need to be um, if, uh, for uh, to be a true prophet because that's what true prophets have. Like Jesus Christ, he had discernment. He didn't need the person's history to be able to point out what they were doing wrong and what they needed help in. So that's the importance of, uh, you know, being careful. You know, I was going to say that yesterday uh, we had like the, the school of prophets, right? And it was really beautiful. And when um, the prophet who ministered at the end, I thought what he was going to do was going to be like activate us to have like a higher level of prophecy. The dimension. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what he did. What he what he prayed for was that we would repent for my sins. And I, I mean, I have so many sins, guys. I, I can't even begin to start. Like, where do mm -hmm. I start? I have like a list. Um, pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was so mind blown. And right now that you're saying that, I'm just, it's like a fruit that he, he bears. And we see right now, right? That he didn't come to say, oh, you guys are an awesome church. And mm -hmm. woo, prophesy, get crazy, use cooler words, you know? No, he came to say, hey, you're in sin, repent. And there's, there's mercy for you. And come it's, clean it's interesting because he was all also saying that the our, the sin is what's limiting our ability to prophesy mm. so uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing because when a pro a prophet well somebody who you know or can verify what they're saying is based on what the bible is saying like that's amazing like the fact that he now that we're studying this and we see what he said yesterday it's like like wow like he literally said no you guys have something that's blocking your prophecy and that's sin so so give it all to god now so that he can activate you in your prophecy and you know what i'm reading matthew 7 15 through 18 and it says watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruit you will recognize them do people pick grapes from thorn thorn bushes or figs from thistles likewise every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit but what is the point of that that sometimes the prophets look like ferocious wolves but inside they're sheep, you know? Why? Because they, they seem ferocious wolves because they're saying, you sinners, repent, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally the opposite, like you were saying, right? Like the opposite. And wow, that's amazing, right? We're usually looking for people who look good, but we don't know what their inside is like. And when these people who don't look that good, but their inside is in the right place where God wants them to be, guys, wow. And by their fruit, we would know it. And now I see the fruit of yesterday and I'm like, ah, I see, real prophet. Yeah, and um, and then following along to them not uh, not also just helping us expose our sin, but they also don't, you know, true prophets do not condemn us for what we have done wrong, but instead they forgive, like Jesus Christ did with the woman at the well. Um, he with the discernment that the Holy Spirit uh, gave him, he was able to you know tell her like, oh, you have these many men that you're like hanging around with, like stop, you know. Um, and he didn't condemn her for that. Instead, he forgave her because n she too also, she recognized that and she said, yeah, how, how did you know that? So that was a yes from her. Like, yes, I am like this. I, I, I do behave like this. And that's what we have to do. Jesus does his part, but we have to do our part as well if we want to continue to be clean and to... Um, be delightful in the eyes of the Lord. But yeah, that's uh, another way we can recognize the true prophet from a false one. So, 
And that's beautiful that you're saying that because Jesus never gives us, or even uh, God the Father, right? He doesn't uh, give us something that we can't handle. He gives us a trial or something, but always provides an exit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just up to us really to put in a little bit of work. Of course. Well, I was just going to add to that. The When he gives us trials, it's to level us up. So imagine like as a prophet, you getting trials is to level up your your fruit, your ability to prophesy in the greater, greater extent, maybe more detailed, maybe more uh, being able to, to impart the words with more force, with more power so that the, they hit your target, so that they can yield the fruit that, um, that God wants. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so and now I guess I let's let's discuss something a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who, um, I guess we can think of as uh, false prophets, like what we imagine, like them looking like ferocious wolves or sheep, whatever. But do you guys think it can be an everyday person? Or what do you guys think? Like, what do you think of a false prophet? What are you looking for? You know? Yeah. Um. To jump on in on this, it's anyone really, because there's the Bible itself says itself, like we mentioned before. If they're not by the will of God, if they speak from their own hearts, and if they're afraid to give the right message, they're automatically should be labeled as a false prophet. And that's what we should look for. If they go, if what they say is through God's heart happens, so it has to be confirmed too by, you know, actual events happening, and they're, they have a good testimony, then that would tell us who is true and who is not, not so much their status. So if you go back to that, um, that part in the Bible, the, the true prophet was more well-known than the false ones. There's 400 of them, and it never once mentions their names. So that can tell us already that it doesn't have to be someone who's very, like, well-known by everyone. It can be anyone as long as they don't meet that criteria, they're false. They meet the criteria, they're true. Yeah, um, and like um, how it was mentioned before that the enemy tries to copy God. So we have this example of, uh, of Paul that he... Um, he was known for persecuting Christians, um, but God chose him to then be the one who was to write so many of these epistles in, in the Bible and to help save many. So if God can pick just, I guess you could say, an ordinary person to transform them and to make and be of a, a vessel of honor, then the enemy, since he likes to copy what God does, the enemy too can choose an ordinary person doesn't have to be well known and use them for what he wants which is what is evil and to spread confusion onto everyone because even false prophets can unfortunately exist in our own church and we have to be very careful with that absolutely and i think that that's why we've been given that's why we have to as uh, sheep let's see if we are i mean most of us are not prophets yet we can have the <laughs> gift of prophecy uh, but we're not exactly prophets. But hey, I want to. If, if nobody else wants to, I, I want to. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's such a beautiful connection, right? That it the Lord speaks beautiful. to you to speak to his people. Um, yeah, that's gorgeous. Okay, anyway. Um, but as as the, the people of God, as the people who are the listeners, right? We've been given literally a blueprint of what can and cannot be said in these prophecies right like Mm -hmm. they can't just start prophesying like randomness right like we have a base of what we believe and it has to be yeah exactly a foundation it has to be according to these lines they can't say um oh christ is no longer coming you know that would be like Okay, we wouldn't just be like, yes, amen, perfect. No, right? Mm -hmm. We we see, we understand. But how can we how can we even uh, begin to discern these prophets if we don't even know what we're looking for, right? Right. So I think it's important that, um, yeah, 
Can a false prophet be an everyday person? Absolutely. It can literally be the person we're sitting next to. Not that I'm saying that it's your Rekhan. But, you know, it can be literally anybody. There was 400 false prophets and they were all just following um, each other instead of following Christ, right? But in order to be able to discern these people, uh, sure, it can be anyone, but do you have the, the knowledge to discern them? No, we don't. Why? Because we don't read enough, guys. And I add myself in this with you guys. Uh, I don't even know if I'm judging you guys incorrectly because maybe you guys are like avid Bible readers. But, um, you know, we should be reading more and, right. and, and understanding more and filling ourselves more so that when there is a false prophecy or something is eh, iffy and crazy, right, we should be able to in the moment say, mm, nip it. But also, guys, I think it's also important, um, yes, that we understand that, like, for example, somebody who's barely learning to prophesy, don't expect it to be like someone who's been prophesying for years. Yeah, for years, right? Yeah. It's like a baby. First you learn um, to crawl, then you kind of learn to fall, but you, I mean, to walk, then you fall, right? So you don't sick. start, at, you don't come out of the womb running. I mean, that yeah. would be really That'd cool. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that doesn't happen. So I think let's be merciful with our brothers and sisters too. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we hear somebody and they kind of like um, stutter and you're like, oh, that's probably fake. I think let's discern it, but let's also be merciful, right? I think a perfect example of uh, of that is Joseph because he was given the ability to prophesy from a really young age. Uh, his first prophecies were that the sun and the moon were going to bow down to him along with 11 stars, right? And that was uh, supposed to typify his family. And he goes and instead of using his gift or... Um, telling his gift correctly he tells his brothers and what does it lead to it leads to him being cast into a, a pit and then being sold as a slave right. and then again the next time that he uses his gift to to uh discern the the meaning of the pharaoh's cupbearer he uses his gift incorrectly again and what does it lead to more prison time so and so it, it it tells us the profit the process that it's not just it's not just getting the gift it's also learning how to use it correctly mm-hmm. and that takes time and unfortunately we make mistakes because we're not perfect only jesus and only god is and you know what could have helped him just i always think that it's not always his fault like his father loved him too much that was blind to his to his mistakes right Mm -hmm. and what was the father a yes man everything he said it was yes good awesome and so he had to go through a process of him being in prison right he had to be perfected in order to use his gift correctly which i think is super awesome um yeah and so that's um we may be jumping uh, i may be jumping too far but like um, that's the difference of knowing of like the difference between a false prophet and like if we're misusing our gift because you know um, false prophets those who are already like oh like they're just done they're not done but like they've just already done so much bad stuff with with their gift um, they false prophets don't want to learn to be better and they they um, use their gift so incorrectly and um, it's Proverbs twelve one that um, it basically mentions that we should want to be corrected and these false prophets do not want to be corrected. Mm-hmm. And so whenever, you know, if we accidentally misuse our, our gift or, or, you know, we, we say something wrong or like Deborah said, we stuttered or something like in, and someone older or someone who had, who's, who's had, had experience, you know, um, and they come and try to help us and give us advice, we should gladly accept it. Also, you know, seeing, um, fact checking it with the Bible and stuff, but we should also accept it and accept accept being corrected and you know because this is t- 
to edify the church is what the Bible says. Prophesying is to edify the church, not ourselves. So that's the importance of being very careful and delicate with this gift. I was going to say, um, I love that you said the whole corrected thing because the Bible says that the only one who is corrected is the one who is loved, right? The child who is corrected is the one who is loved. So if we're not corrected, are we unloved? You know? I rather be corrected and it's painful to say because at the same time my mind is thinking like no 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 right <laughs> but I have to fight my soul and say no you need to be corrected because you're out of control <laughs> you're wild you know and what you need to be is be put down and you need to be dominated by the holy spirit right. so yes it is absolutely necessary to be corrected and I love that you say that because how do we get better through correction, correction. painful correction. very painful sometimes humiliating um, but necessary I mean, the, the, the Paul said it himself. We're, we're ref, we need to be refined gold of all of its impurities and fire. Hurts. Yeah. But makes us beautiful. Right. <laughs> um. Actually, I was going to add because Raquel was saying that they, they don't want to be corrected, right? But in Isaiah 5.21, it says, Woe, which means judgment is coming to those who are wise in their own eyes. And what is a false prophet? Somebody who believes that they are right and that there is no other way. They're convinced and they will not accept correction right so they're wise to themselves because they're not willing to admit that there's somebody there's always going to be somebody who's more i guess at a different level than you who is higher than you and it says i i, I just think that's amazing that that god is literally saying that for each of these people judgment is coming judgment that's that's terrifying mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in the Old Testament, it said that when somebody had like a false prophecy, they should be put to death. I wish I would have looked up the verse. Um, but you guys, there's there's grace. You know, right. if you feel like you have been a false prophet, like uh, for attention or um, if you feel like what you wanted was to, um, how do you say, quedar bien? Uh, to please someone you know like to be cool in the eyes of others like uh the prophet was telling us yesterday right that one time he gave this prophecy because <laughs> he gave one to everyone else and he was he like dang i can't i can't yeah he felt like oh i don't want to leave her Without and her. at the end what did god do expose him right because she came to ask him like hey you know was that prophecy really real right and she was like you know you <laughs> had to make they make that one up on the moment right so if we have been uh, through this, guys, there's grace for this, you know, uh, repent. It's, it's okay to say, hey, I did this and I did this incorrectly. I did this out of my own heart, my own will. And I'm sorry, but also let's remember that when we prophesy, you know, it's, it's by faith. So if you have word and you feel strongly to say it, it's better to be corrected after than to not do it at all. To further reinforce, if we guys, if we remember, even in the Old Testament, when the prophet um, Balaam was wrong, God gave him a chance to, you know, make things right, even though he messed up so many times. That gives, you know, goes to show that even if someone is, you know, false, whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, there's grace for that person to come back around anytime if they're willing. And actually, I found the verse that you were talking about. It's in uh, Deuteronomy 13, 5. It says that prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he has urged rebellion against the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the place of slavery to turn you away from the Lord, your God has the way the Lord, your God has commanded you to walk. You must purge the evil from you. Right. And you know what I love about this? That it says like uh, it's he's trying to change the way that your God commanded you to to walk, to walk. Right. And so what happens when we have an encounter with one of these false prophets? What do we do when somebody says something and we know against it goes against the Bible, but it goes with what we want in our hearts? What do we do? Do we say yes or do we fight our own selves? Right. And I read Ephesians 4, 14, where it says, then we will no longer be little children 
tossed and carried about by all kinds of teachings that change like the wind we will no longer be influenced by people who use cunning and clever strategies to lead us astray so how how what do we do when we have an encounter with these um false prophets number one we should be mature mm -hmm. because if not we're like these little children who are just oh go over here and they're like yes absolutely go over there and oh never mind go back go forward and they're like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. of course <laughs> we become the yes men ourselves right yeah right. instead of really knowing what we're supposed to be doing and understanding that the way that the lord has for us right which is already set up like we had already said which is already um outlined it's already given and we must follow and he, I feel like prophecies are like reminders, exhortations, moments of edifying, uh, moments of consoling. Like get back in line. Exactly. Thing, right? So it, I know prophecy has those three, uh, edifying, consoling, and exhorting, right? And I, I think that when these things are, are, are said to us, it's not to go against what the Bible has already established, what God has already established, but to really just, um, how do you say, like... Stamp? Like this, firm it, like make it... Um, cement wow my girl raquel coming in right here yeah cement it so that when one of these uh false prophecies are given we're not just moved you know by the mm -hmm. wind mm -hmm. no we are uh firm in what we believe um yeah and so we also have to make sure that we fact check everything that is said by that false prophet as we said before and then in addition to that when we know like for example let's say it's someone in our church that unfortunately has gained that that bad fame of like being a false prophet and they they are in the same place as us um this verse when i first heard it um it sounded really harsh but i mean it's it's really true that we should really do this um second john 1 9 through 11 i really like the a and p version it says anyone who runs on ahead and does not remain in the doctrine of christ that is one who is not content with what he taught does not have god but the one who continues to remain in the teaching of Christ does have God. He has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, but diminishes or adds to the doctrine of Christ, do not receive or welcome him into your house and do not give him a greeting or any encouragement. For the one who gives him a greeting, who encourages him or wishes him success unwittingly participates in his evil deeds so yeah i was like wow so we shouldn't even like say hi to this person <laughs> if, if we know that what they're saying is false and it is not according to the will of god for the life of the church in general we should maintain a distance from them so as to not contaminate ourselves either and fall into that confusion that unfortunately they have fallen into as well and you know i feel like everything goes back to unity because like the reason that a false prophet would ruin the unity of christ is because it would spread some people to be like yes and some people to be like no mm -hmm. right so it makes perfect sense because the bible also says that whoever causes um division mm -hmm. is the opposite of unity right guys yeah, yeah. Right. okay cool um whoever <laughs> my brain is just <laughs> fried okay um whoever causes division shall be cast out they should be told once or twice i believe the bible says and then after that they shall be removed and i think it matches perfectly what you're saying right because these false false, blah, blah, false prophets, prophets what they come to do is divide the church confuse the church so yeah, um, I think it's it's really awesome. So what do we do if we've already fallen into the hands of a false prophet? So um, Raquel is telling us, right? Like uh, if we ever encounter one and we know it's he's false or she is false, um, we just we should not even be um, in uh, communion with them. We should not allow them in our house, not even wish them luck, right? Which is what you said. Yeah, that was an intense That's verse. Crazy. But what yeah. happens if we're already like in the hands of this of these false prophets? Like what can we do? What what? possibly is there to do 
Um, I I wrote here that um, you know, if we are in in the hands of of these people, we should be able to recognize that we are, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, recognize that as well, and um, that that we have done wrong in unfortunately, uh, you know, encouraging them or falling for their words that may sound so sweet to our ears. Um, and we should desire to want to change because there's there's um, metanoia and there's metanoios, which is what um, Judas, the, the traitor, um, mm-hmm. did, had. Um, he just felt remorse. He just felt guilt. But he didn't change. He caused spiritual death for himself because he, he killed himself. Um, but we should want to have instead metanoia and say, oh, I fell for this. God, I'm, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And have that desire to change and want to be better um, for him because the Bible says that whoever confesses their sin, but not only confesses it, but parts from them reaches mercy. And that's just so beautiful because it's not just, oh, yeah, I did this, but you're still in the same thing. And then you should also know that um, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, um, paraphrasing it, um, God will always give us the way out um, in situations, whether... Um, it be in this situation, this specific bad situation, or a bad situation in general, God can give us the way out um, through His mercy and His grace, so that we just don't fall even deeper into this hole that we were brought into. And I, I think it's so awesome that you're saying that. And um, I, I guess, like, let's be a little more explicit. Like, yeah, of course, we have to um, repent. And I, I love how you said that it doesn't just have to be guilt. It has to be like real. It has to be wanting change because sometimes we love what we're doing. Right. And it's mm-hmm. hard to come out of it. Um, but, but okay, we're, we're there. How do we even realize we're there? How do, how are we going to understand that we've fallen into the hands of a pro, uh, of a false prophet? Because if we're already there, it's because we believe that this false prophet mm-hmm. is saying the truth. Well, right. True. So I, I think like we go back to the same thing that what we have to do in order to understand if it's a false prophet is make sure that what he's saying matches what what god is saying right specifically you're saying put him to put him to the test right if if you're so basically let's say we're already stuck already believed so now we have to see like all right let's hear his next prophecy does it go in line with what i already know in the bible or or what the holy spirit tells me at the moment or is it you know just trash yeah and and what we were saying before too you know is he giving fruit that's good fruit because a good tree cannot bear bad fruit right right Right? Mm -hmm. so let's see is there fruit are, is he i don't know is here i keep just saying he like only <laughs> can be false prophets but yeah um you know is, is he bearing any fruit is what he's saying matching uh what um what my bible says and on top of that guys really listening to those who are around us and I, i'm not saying like uh just like random people in the world you know <laughs> who are around us but people who are around us that are wise the bible says that mm-hmm. in a multitude of counselors there is deliverance there is mm-hmm. wisdom right yeah. so if uh, if you see that everybody around you who is spiritually mature is telling you bro you're following a false prophet and you're like no nah, i'm good like i'm not like i, I would say um <laughs> double check yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double triple check um you know i i think it's important that we also learn to listen to advice which is really hard it's it's yeah, it's not always um fun when someone tells you you're doing wrong but like we said before too correction is so necessary it brings blessing mm. And it, I, I love that this version that i'm reading says deliverance which is freedom right because mm-hmm. the truth will set us free. free and if it's a false prophet obviously what they're saying is the opposite of the truth right 
And mm-hmm. if it's a, it's a real prophet, right, it will, it will lead us to the truth. And Jesus is also the truth, the way, and the life, right? And so eventually listening to these, the real prophets, listening to the ones who are inspired by God and not by their own mind is going to lead us to the way, the truth, and the life. Something else to mention, prophets also have to be submitted to some sort of authority. Mm. Back then, the Old Testament, it was the kings. Right now, it's the apostles. The apostles are in charge of governing, um, overseeing, and establishing churches. So another way to tell, too, is are they under authority? Of course, they could be, you know, without understanding. But, you know, that's another way, too. Like, if, like w- let's say once you tell them, oh, are you under a head, and they still don't want to, then that could be a red flag there. I love that you said that because even Jesus himself is under authority, mm-hmm. right. right? So I, I think that's absolutely amazing that you said that and we have to recognize authority, guys. Um, it's not easy, but I um, I don't want to say I force you guys. I want to say like los, los impulso. I encourage you that um, where there is obedience, there is blessing, guys. Obedience is not easy, but obedience brings a lot of blessings. Um as a person who has been obedient to, um, not always God, because guys, like I said, I'm a big sinner, but my father, I try to listen to him the best as I can. I want to honor him because a lot of my life I did not honor him. Um, I feel like every time that I've done something that he has asked me to do that I really didn't want to do, like I really was mad that he asked me to do this, but I said, okay, like I'm just going to be obedient. Um, God has blessed me with something even greater. So, um, if you don't believe, um, take my personal testimony obedience brings but this doesn't mean that i'm like super obedient and awesome guys i have my moments where i'm not obedient. <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know. I think we all do. Yeah. all right guys honestly we are at 33 minutes but i do want to um uh do one more question because i know that Josue was very excited about this question um and uh it's the, what's the difference between a prophet and a psychic there's a pretty easy answer okay (laughs) (laughs) so he didn't even let me finish he was just ready to go this whole time he's been itching (laughs) all right it's pretty easy like we discussed before a prophet speaks on the behalf of god a psychic doesn't need a god to work they just do their their supernatural hooligan stuff and it could be (laughs) and it could be through the work of spirits so not even a high authority of power they can just do that and also Prophets don't have a required much. They don't have a requirement other than the criteria. Do they speak from the, from the heart of God? Are they saying what the Bible says? You know, are they follow, being followed by the Holy Spirit? Psychics, just have supernatural abilities to deceive people for money. That's a big difference too. Are they being sold out or are they, you know, speaking from the heart of God? Um, yeah, and to add on to what uh, Josue was saying, also false prophets were, were actually once sent by God and they were once used by the Lord. Um, but they let themselves be carried away um, by, um, you know, probably like some some fame or money, you know. Um, like the prophet Balaam, he was called mm-hmm. by the Lord mm-hmm. and unfortunately he was straight away because he was sold he was out. Because of money, and then psychics, you know, are also um, are people that have just always been in the dark. They've always right. been in in what is wrong, what is what is hidden, and um, they do not have true and genuine discernment. What they have is um, adivinanza. It's guessing. They Divination. guess the life of the person, and um, because they have always been wrong, and so you know, it's it's interesting because. Um, the, the enemy, the devil, is called the father of the lies. 
And so that if you really like take that in, he he's a father and he has his children. So he as a as a horrible father, um, he you know tries his best to protect his children and to back them up with what is wrong instead of what is good. And that is what sidekicks um, are backed up with. You know, I just wanted to add something. I I, I could be using the wrong term, but I, I think sidekicks, what they do is also like uh, tell the future, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, like you were saying before, you know, they try to imitate the gift. But I don't I don't think that God is telling us like, in the future, you're going to marry Raquel and be so happy. Like that, that's not what he tells us. He usually tries to tell us if there's doom, you know, or the victory it. is yours. Um you know, like that's what I read in the Bible. Like when mm-hmm. he when he tells them what's gonna happen. Like yes, go to the battle because I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't go because uh, there's something waiting for you there. You know, or uh, repent because doom is coming. But it's never Josue. You are gonna walk 17 steps. There's gonna be a hole. Please walk over. You know, it's never like that. You yeah. know. So I, I think that these people misuse it, and um, I I think they're being led by the, the spirits of the. The enemy right trying to yeah imitate yeah. this gift and even like for example a lot of people go to talk to dead relatives right i i don't even know how how we can think this is normal or good once they have mm-hmm. gone they have gone and we mm-hmm. should just i don't even know if you're talking to them or if you're talking we to just, some random spirit you know right. uh, i mean but this is like a super intense topic you know that we could technically Okay, go, go, go. Uh, remember, <laughs> like one minute. remember when Saul went to visit the the psychic and he called Number. up the, the spirit of the prophet, which one? Samuel. The prophet Samuel. So, I mean, it's possible. But, but it's not it's right. not right. It's not right. Yeah, guys, don't do this. Um, I think what we should have is faith and trust in the Lord that yeah. our future is in his hands mm-hmm. and that if, if we trust him and we love him, all things work together for the good. And that actually also ties in. I'm so sorry. This is the last thing okay. I promise. Uh, it ties into the preaching that the the prophet gave yesterday because he said one of the foods of a prophet is to trust and be confident that the Lord has you in His hands, to not like fret about the everyday things, the things that are like non consequential at the end of time, because God is going. God is in control. I love that, Jazan. I would just invite you guys. My favorite verse in the Bible, um, or chapter actually. I would just say. Yes, read all of Romans. But if you guys just don't want to read all of Romans, read Romans 8. And I feel like that chapter alone gives me so much confidence that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. And that alone literally makes me want to just uh, roll up in a ball and uh, cry until there's no more tears left in me. Because I, I can't believe that he loves me this much that nothing, 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 nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Um, but guys, we are out of time. Um, hopefully Danny doesn't kill us and he totally <laughs> missed us. Um, we had a great time. Thank you guys all for joining me. You guys are a blessing in my life and I'm hoping to others too. All right, guys, God bless you. Oh, follow us on Instagram and um, yeah. TikTok because for sure we have a TikTok. We do. All right. All right. Bye, guys. God bless. Bye.